Sweetly Confident Podcast. My name is Heather, and I'm your host. I just want to remind you, I have absolutely no qualifications here. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a life coach. I'm just a friend. This podcast is about living life, so we're going to unpack different topics that are either going to validate your views and feelings or help you understand those of others. Living with insecurities and tension isn't fun or healthy, so the goal here is to help give you that confidence to overcome them. When you're listening, I want you to feel seen. I want you to be able to take what you hear and use it in your life. You're not going to agree with everything I have to say. Honestly, you might not even understand some of the things I have to say, but all that means is that you're not struggling with that particular topic in the same way someone else is. There's nothing I love more than an overpour and an overshare. So grab yourself a drink and stick around. Let's jump in. All right, today we're talking about goals and resolutions. And this is a topic I feel most at home with. I mean, this is a topic that kind of makes me geek out a little bit because I'm a goal digger. Not gold. Be careful. I am a goal digger. I... I just love goals. I think it's what keeps us growing and keeps us moving. And it's what keeps us excited. I'm also glad that we're talking about this in March too, because I think by now, chances are any New Year's resolutions you've set, they fall into the wayside. There's a huge difference too between goals and between resolutions, because resolutions are a daily choice that you have to make. Whereas goals, they're a one-time checkbox. I am. I'm a total nerd when it comes to goals because I strongly, strongly believe that they're the only thing that keeps us moving forward in an upwards way. Definitive resolutions stress me out because as a perfectionist, they're unrealistic. You can try to do certain things or you can try to be better in certain areas, but when you firmly say, this is how I'm going to be from now on, you've already cracked the foundation of who you are as a person. You can't build off of that. I used to go to bed on New Year's Eve and I would think, okay, tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to be this person. But the thing is that person that I built up in my head was never the person that I was meant to be. I think we can improve ourselves. We can absolutely improve ourselves, but we should never try to change ourselves. Not for a person, not for a job, not for society. If it feels unnatural to you, it's probably because it is. I'm going to put a pin in that last sentence for now. For now, but I'll circle back. I had some of my girlfriends over for dinner a few weeks ago, and we started talking about doing a night of making our dream boards. And I said, well, wait a minute. Do you want to do dream boards or do you want to do goal boards? And they were like, I don't understand the difference. And I said, well, dream boards are visuals of what you want your life to look like, whereas goal boards are things that you want to accomplish. And I mean, they, it was like a blink, blink moment. They had no idea. And I was like, y'all don't worry. I'm going to send you a PDF. And they lost it. And I was like, what? My friend said, Heather, you just said you're going to send us a PDF. Not like you'll give us ideas. You're going to send a PDF. And I was like, but I am. By the way, the PDF is on the website. Dream boards are full of photos, but they lack words. So they get your wheels spinning in a how can I get there kind of way. They're visuals of versions of what you want. For instance, on my dream board, I had wine glasses. Like I had people holding wine glasses in a cheering motion together. I was searching for that friendship circle to where we could have wine nights like that. That dinner that I just talked about, we did that exact motion. Another picture on my dream board is of a microphone and headphones and a computer because I wanted to start a podcast. 
here we are. Dream boards are cool because it gives you a way to just visually see what you're working towards, what you want in the future, what you're striving to become or striving to have or striving to get. It's up there on your wall. I walk past my dream board every single day and subconsciously I'm working towards whatever is in those pictures. Goal boards, however, they're very specific. They're things that you vow to complete within a certain amount of time. They don't have to be crazy goals or unattainable goals. They can be simple things that you can do by just taking an hour out of your day, but they're goals that you want to complete. For instance, one of my New Year's traditions now is to sit down one day and write out 20 goals for the following year. Some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. A couple, for instance, that I have on my goal board for this year, one was to get baptized. I got baptized on my birthday. Another one was to get new glasses because if I'm being honest, my glasses were about eight years old. Got those last week. A few other ones I wrote on there to make a second income. Y'all, I just locked in my third income. So when you visually see these things that you want to accomplish, it gives you purpose in your daily life. I have other things on my goal board, like take a new trip. That's something that I could accomplish if I plan for it. Renew my passport. That's something I could accomplish if I just take the time to do it. It's just, they're, they're things that I want to do and things that I'm going to do. And it keeps me accountable. Setting my goal board keeps me both excited for the year and accountable for the year because I don't like wasting time. I don't like looking back at the year and not being able to see what I accomplished. Resolutions, on the other hand, are the things that you're striving to become better at. They're daily choices. I'm not saying resolutions are necessarily a terrible thing. I just don't think that some of the resolutions we set are realistic. Some of them are just so dang difficult. I used to, when I was younger, probably up until about, I don't know, six years ago, I used to set resolutions every year. And then by February, done. I used to set my resolutions. And in my mind, it was like when the clock would strike midnight at night, fairy dust would just sprinkle down and Whatever you were striving to become, you would just turn into. It was like a Cinderella moment and there was a fairy godmother over your bed. Like that, now it got creepy. But you know what I mean? Like you have that image of like, okay, I said I'm going to do this. So tomorrow it's going to be easy because it's a brand new year. Not a thing. Mm -mm, Not real. Let me give you a straight example of the difference between goals and resolutions. So a lot of people, your new year resolution is probably to lose weight or to quote unquote eat healthier or to go to the gym more. They're very general, right? So when you set a resolution like that, you don't have anything to hold it to. What are you exercising more than? How much weight are you planning to lose? If you set a resolution that says something like exercise four times a week, if you miss that one day, that gives you an excuse to quit. Because I've done it. I've set the resolutions and then I've missed a day of whatever that resolution was. And then I threw my hands up like the year was a wash. Well, I guess I'll try again next year, and it's like February 3rd. When you say things like that that lock you into a box, you're already setting yourself up for failure. If you want to get into better shape in the year, if you want to exercise more, don't say something like exercise four days a week. Say something like, I don't know, exercise 208 days out of the year. We all have slips and surges in life. We have our motivations and we have our falls. One week, you might be super motivated and you are up at 5 a.m. and you are at the gym every single day. The following week, you might be eating cereal out of the box. Both of those are okay as long as they balance you out. One of my favorite words in the entire world is manifestation. It's also one of the most powerful ones. Here's the thing. I just love 
visually seeing things. Because by definition, manifestation is an event, action, or object that clearly shows or embodies something, especially a theory or an abstract idea. Manifestation is real. I proved it. When the pandemic first hit, it just, it knocked me fully into unemployment. I did not know up from down. I didn't have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. You're talking to a workaholic, the girl that has had multiple jobs throughout her life at the same time. I've just always worked. And so then when you're talking about a person who is constantly doing something to then constantly doing nothing, it sucked. Most people were super excited. And I will admit the first month, super cool. I had no responsibilities. It was like a forced vacation. I was catching up on TV shows. I was hanging out with my dog. I was just doing nothing. It was great. Second month, it's getting a little stir crazy. A little bit, a little bit. By the third month, bless my friends, because I was just clawing at the walls. I hated it. So I just sat down and I started picturing my perfect work situation. I wanted things like financial stability. I wanted to be able to work from home. I wanted to do something that I knew in my heart I was good at and that I could accomplish. I just had no idea what that was. I just knew I wanted to have it. Four months later, I got a call out of the blue from this guy that had been trying to work with me a few times in the past, and they had offered me positions, but it was never the right situation, never the right time, never the right opportunity until now. The conversation literally started with, okay, I know you always say no, but this position opened up. All right, God, I see you. Just like that, it was exactly what I'd been praying for. I went from pure panic to pure awe because it was something that I put on not only my vision board, my dream board, but my goal list. It's what I wanted to do, and it's something that I did. I got what I was praying for. I got what I manifested. I got the job working from home with financial stability, doing something that I knew I was good at. Fast forward six months, my lease was coming up. I, I, was, I was home all the time. And so the space I was in, it was just, it was getting too cramped. So I started looking and I ended up finding the perfect house through a friend of mine. And I was so excited about it. Problem was the people that were currently living in it weren't able to move out until like two or three months after my lease was ending. And I was crushed. And so I was, I was kind of starting to fall back into panic mode of, oh my gosh, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And then... Just like that, the house right down the street opened up. Also, unbeknownst to me, that original house that I wanted, I had never physically been there. I had only seen pictures. Yeah, it was right across the street from the dump. The dump. Talk about dodging a bullet. Manifestation is real, and it's something that you can accomplish too, but you have to want to. There's steps to take. There's actions to practice. Things. You just have to do things. For me, the easiest way that I manifest things is through my goals and through my dream boards because goal boards are tangible. I think that's why I geek out over them so much. Accomplishing our goals are actual things that we can control. We just have to want it. It's a healthy outlet for all of this built-up energy. When I do my goal board, I spend some time with it. I don't just sit down one day and decide this is what I'm going to do. I spend a week or two and map out about 20 things that I want to accomplish within the next year. Knowing full well that some things are going to take more time than others and not all things are necessarily things I'll accomplish within that year. I mentioned earlier that if something feels unnatural, it's probably because it is. And I want to specify something. 
there are two versions of unnatural in this situation. There's the unnatural where you just, you have a pit in your stomach because you're trying to be something or somebody that you're not. You're pretending. And then there's the unnatural where you're doing something that you've just never done before. The latter one, that's the good one. If it scares you, that means it's working. The unnatural with the pit in my stomach was the unnatural I felt when I was trying to be something that I knew I wasn't, when I was just waiting for that fairy dust to sprinkle down in the middle of the night and turn me into a different person. The good unnatural is how I felt the first time I sat in front of a radio mic. The first time I hit record and I sounded awful. That was the good unnatural because I got the first one out of the way. I just love goals so much because they keep us accountable to ourselves. We don't have to tell anybody what our goals are. You can keep them private. You just have to know. You have to know what you're working towards. When I set my goals, I make a whole night of it. I get my favorite bottle of wine. I turn on some music. It's it's therapeutic in a way because I do more than just write out the goals. I I'm one of those people. I find a word of the year. Have you heard that have you heard people talk about the word of their year? Some people, some people take it to a whole nother level. I don't. I just I like having a word of the year because it gives me a different level of stability, I guess in a way. Finding your word isn't necessarily easy and some of you still don't fully understand what I'm saying. So, here's the thing about your word. Your word in a way finds you, not the other way around. Like you can't just open a dictionary and point and say I'm going to be pencil. Like that's not that that's not a thing. The thing about words is the word of your year is something that you can apply to all areas of your life. It's something that you subconsciously desperately need, whether you pray to find it like I do, or you just spend a little bit of time paying attention to different areas of your life to see where you're lacking, like I also do. We each have our own word and nobody can take that away from us and we don't have to justify it to anybody. My word for 2020 was... My word for 2020 was transformative. I'm very, very sorry. I had no idea how transformative it was going to be when I said it in January, but wow. <laughs> I said that word in January. That was two months before we went into essential lockdown and our world's changed. I had no idea that is what the word was going to mean for me, but you know, here we are. Every time something came up in the year 2020, that kind of gave me pause, I was able to step back and think, okay, how is this going to transform me? It gave me direction. Having that word as my word through the pandemic helped me become a better person because instead of giving myself pity on the losses, I was able to look for ways to turn them into wins. I became a plant mom with as much time as I had to spend outside, which also meant that I was cooking more because I had all of these herbs to use. I took classes for graphic design and I started side projects as a hobby. I transformed myself throughout the year to get closer to who I wanted to be. I joined a new church. I got a new job. I moved to a new house. I did things. My word for 2022 is healthy. Because if you want to dive into my brain for a minute, it also means heal thy if you write it out. Because when I looked around with where I was at in life, it's what I needed. I need healthy relationships. I need healthy work-life balances. I need healthy sleep patterns. I need healthy choices in general. I need to heal thy from any past hurts or disappointments that I had faced that I've just kind of been clinging to. I mean, the list could go on. 
I need to do all of these things to become the best version of me. And so that's the word that I'm going to prioritize in my life throughout the year. Yours might be comfort. Maybe that's something that you're searching for. You need comfort in life. Maybe it's action. Maybe you're feeling a little complacent and you need to work towards something more. Whatever it is, you're allowed to have it. You just have to find it. The last part that I kind of include on my goal board, apart from the goals and my word of the year, are my priorities. Because as we grow and as we evolve, our priorities change. And it's a really, really good thing. It's uncomfortable to acknowledge, but a lot of times our priorities, they get out of whack. We don't want to admit it, but life gets busy. I'll do it later rolls off the tongue like breath through our lungs. Here's the thing about later though. Sooner rather than later, there will not be a later, right? Like think about that. Like if, you, if you're continually saying, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. What is later? The priorities that you set in life are things that are more important than others. And all of our priorities are going to be different. Like for instance, I have four Ps. I've got my podcast, my paycheck, my parents, and my puppy. Those are my priorities. Those will always take precedence over everything else. My podcast is something that I really want to grow and evolve and turn into something. My paycheck is how I survive. My parents are my lifeline. And my puppy, do I need to explain why she is a priority? Have you seen her? FOMO is not a thing in my world. I do not have the fear of missing out. I do not mind missing a happy hour to record some audio. An easy way to figure out your priorities is to write down the things that you just can't live without. Like I said, talking to my parents, that's one of them. I couldn't not talk to my mom every single day. Even if it's just a five-minute conversation between meetings or a 30-second I'm-in-a-bad-mood announcement, it's important. These are just a few of my New Year's resolutions. And like I said, I'm glad we're talking about it now in March because chances are you have fallen off the wagon to whatever you set in January. These are the things that keep me focused and present, but you might hate them. You can tell me. I won't be offended. I just want you to continually work. My goal isn't to make you think a certain way. It's just to make you think. Nobody living in complacency is confident and nobody living in confidence is complacent. I want to encourage you to dream big. I want to encourage you to live in purpose. You might not connect with any of the things that I do, but it might inspire you to do something different. The thing that scares me most in life is the minute I stop growing, the minute I stop learning or evolving or changing. I don't want to ever do that. And I don't want you to either. Goals help us learn about ourselves. They help us learn what we want out of life. And as I mentioned earlier, I am a proud gold digger. That's what I really want. I really want to find the people that are just swimming in goals, that are constantly challenging themselves to be better, that are so deep in motivation, it's trickling onto me. That's what I want. That's what I crave and what I need. If I wasn't such a goal digger, for instance, this podcast right here, this would not exist. You would not be sitting here with me. So if I could accomplish this with a simple poster board and a Sharpie, what could you do? There's nothing that excites me more than talking about things like this. So if you want to talk to me more about it, find me online at sweetlyconfident.com. There's a goal list up there. You'll find the PDF. There's all kinds of resources to just help you grow and evolve and become better, become the person that you want to be. I'm just excited to be along for the ride. Until next time.